If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If I believe if God could read your mind, then you might as well say what's on it. If he really loves me, then he gonna understand the position I'm in when I'm cussing them out. Pete, this is Rachel. Hello, I'm Rachel. What's happening? Yep, Rachel, that's King. King, that's Rachel. How you doing? Hi, King, I'm Rachel. Okay, so this is gonna be so crazy. King. I'm gonna just tell you this story, right? Mm-hmm. No ceilings. GL, Peter, the homegirl Rachel. It's like my spirit twin, feel me? We finally met up. I know, to spiritually. From the Insta friend. Insta friend, spiritually to connect. So King, so I was telling you the story about how I met King when I was going through my journey. Yeah. And um, he was like the only person that was really down for me. Like yeah. everybody else left me and thought I was crazy. But he stayed down with me. And I know it sounded crazy what I was on, but it, it really made sense. Right. So let me tell you King's story. So... King, King's family, right? His uh, his girlfriend would be like his fiance, his his daughter, her daughter, mm -hmm. his young son, um, two, two and a half, maybe three, right? His daughter and three grandchildren, right? All died in one car accident. I knew you were gonna say something horrific, and. For more people than not, right, it sounds crazy because one person could bear that load. Yeah, I'm like, how? I have no idea. But what's ill about King and what I respect about him the most is somehow he finds a way to keep walking forward, even through all of this. Right. Like, my quote, I always tell people, I'm like, I'm still here. So, I, you know, I do have a lot of respect for people who are still here after terrible things and 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 i don't want to say terrible because god loaned us all his people i'm just sometimes, not there yet to me that's terrible i'm sorry well sometimes god loaned us all his people and sometimes we got to realize we got to give them back even if you don't want to i don't think i've lost anyone close enough to me to get to that place of peace well, you know, but obviously not, that that's that's the, the that's supposed to be the destination it'll, it'll never be peace right don't never be peace but you really got to understand that god loaned your people and i was telling you that based off the stories you told right me. and then I'm like, yeah, I mean, conceptually, it makes sense for putting that into practice. You know, that that's one of the goals of life is to be able to let everything go. And that's what I'm having no, issues no, no, with. No, no, Even no, people, no. right? Not let, not, Attachments? Let it, not let it go, though. And, not like that. <laughs> and I feel like we all could get a lesson because it's right. This is somebody I looked up to before I even knew why. Yeah. You know. I don't even, this is like a weird question because you got to engineer the show. And I don't want you like to oh, I'm here. break up and shit. But 
how is it possible for somebody to go through that type of trauma? I mean, even though we all know God loaned us his people and we're not ready to give them back, how do you actually find any space to operate? Honestly. Man, that is a hard, I mean. It's not something you really think about, right? It's just. No, every day is hard. Every day I wake up and I have to tell myself, I'm just like reborn again. Like it's a fresh start, you know? And try to look at the world like a child again and everything be new and fresh. Because for a while I kept chasing that old life. My family are looking at the old people that was in it are trying to do the old things. And when you lose something so great, it's irreplaceable. Exactly. Yeah. You can't find the replacement and think it's going to work and things is going to be okay. And so it took me until about 30 days ago, 40 days ago to realize that I was chasing something that I'll never get. It's irreplaceable. And in the process of chasing something I'll never get, I started resenting my life. Right. And not being able you to know? be grateful. And when I started resenting my life, I stopped really caring about what other people felt and stuff. And I started hating the world and I realized I wasn't the best for the friends that was trying to be there for me at the time of my turmoil and stuff. And so once I realized it's me and I am still here and my family's still here, as long as I'm still here, I exactly. can still have them live. And that's why I built my nonprofit so they can always stay alive. I seen somewhere that says that when a person dies and you stop thinking about them, they die twice. Exactly. Because they live on mm -hmm. through you know? people's yeah. energy and, and so spirit. I always felt as the head of my household and what I was teaching my family was to persevere no matter what. And for that to happen and for me to preach that to my family and for us to stand on, then I had to dig deep down and live for them in the very beginning because I died that day. Yeah, I physically that, that version of you for sure. Physically, mentally, body, everything. Chemically, I'm not the same. You know, physically, I'm not the same. I'm just, I just died. That version died. Like you say, that version of me died. And so it took a long three years to be reborn. But with friends like you mm. and people that didn't put a lot of pressure on me, but they was there for me. And that I, helped. It's crazy because you don't really know how to be there. You know what I mean? You don't you don't know. Like I worried about you all the time. And like what's crazy is in one of the coldest places in my life, feel me, like I said, well, my family, my brothers checked out, everybody quit on me. All the people around me with music thought I was losing my mind because I was on my own journey, mixing purpose with actual, you know, what I'm supposed to do in this industry, because they all play together. So right. trying to be there for you is not even comp. Yeah, it's not even comparable. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like but we we on the road, feel me? We buying a car, driving, he flying out there, riding with me for days as much as he can, you know, still being back with his family, running his businesses. He would fly out there. We'd be out there for days. You know what I mean? And just, he let me figure it all out, feel me? And never, like, pushed me or said, oh, it need to happen now. Right. He kind of said, he touched on the same thing as far as, he felt like friends like you didn't yeah, give this, him put pressure to put pieces back this together. This is different, though. He, he, <laughs> really, different. the impact that he put on my life, people really would never understand. Yeah. Because he helped me build my family. Honestly, he helped me build. He helped me name my child. I made him like, man, you the godfather of my son. You know what I'm saying? What's crazy is I got a picture in my phone, for. And so he actually was there from the very beginning. He helped me. He helped me have my family have fun. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, we're across the country. Yeah. And I was able to bring my family and stuff to these events that we did. Yeah. And he wasn't like, your family can't be a part. He's like, nigga, bring your family. Right, Let's exactly. Let's have fun. Yeah. So he was showing me a world that, you know, I could bring my family into it and we all have fun and stuff. So when that accident happened, he was a cornerstone for me. Even though it was hard, like I was saying to people, it was hard to see other people be happy. Yeah. It was hard tragic. to see people play with their kids. It was even hard for me to go see him be with his family and stuff because 
I felt like a part of the family at one time, yeah. but then I became so broken. What do you say to somebody? What there's nothing nobody no, could tell nothing, me. No words. Anything at all that could really tell me because there's no way I could explain how I really feel because I come to a point is I don't want people to feel what I feel. Right. You you don't so even want to know. I stopped talking or even wanting to tell people feel it. No, don't feel whatever what I feel. Don't even try to feel what I feel because the pain that you have to go through, people don't make it. It's too unbearable. It's too. Sh oh. People don't trust me. People. I cannot don't. even imagine. But that pain, because the way I was raised, I use that pain as energy, and and I feel like I could be the conduit between negative and positive. Right, because you've seen. You know? Go ahead. The, both sides. Peaky Ray say something. No, I was, was going to ask you real quick. <laughs> something to really listen to. Like that's the case. As far as being able to, kind of go through the process of, of of a rebirth internally and in your outlook for for your life and everything not to compound bad news on bad news mm -hmm. but did like the experience of getting a, a a big you know term handed to you when you were young you know and, and that changing maybe like the outlook of okay my life's now changed permanently and then okay. coming out and reinventing yourself is that something that could help you well definitely our past always help us because yeah. if we pay attention, it becomes wisdom. You know what I'm saying? But for me, if we really go back to what built me to be able to go through this is, I remember my mom telling me when I was a little kid that she was, I was supposed to be adopted. What? She had put me up for adoption, but I was born with a head full of hair. And so the newspaper wanted to take a picture of me because kids at that time didn't have a head full of oh, hair. That's beautiful. So the nurse did something which she wasn't supposed to do. She took me to my mom. <gasps> and she saw you with so, your beautiful my hair. Mom, my mom seen me. Oh, it was no, over. She could not I keep, keep you up Yeah, I want to keep my son. You know what I'm saying? So for me, and then, you know, when I was two years old, she met this white guy who was an attorney. He became my dad. So for me, my life has always been... A struggle. growing up black with a white stepdad. Power. You learn, you learn to fight. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because they would take it as a weakness and wait a minute, my whole family helped build where I'm from. Just because my mom, you know, got a white dude doesn't make me different than who I'm from. I got a black dad, really. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm really a nigga. I'm not a white dude. You know right. what I'm saying? So for me, my life has always been that way. So at seven years old, I got locked up in juvenile. You know what I'm saying? I've always been in trouble all my life because I always felt different. And I mean, I could get down to some real Outside hard... of just being a Seahawks fan. Well, Seahawks fan... <laughs> Seahawks fan... That's different. Hey, Seahawks fan <laughs> empowered me to go around the country and feel good. I'm just saying, because that's you different know? to be a Super Sonic... Was you a Super Sonics fan too? Yeah, I was a Super Sonics fan when it was a good day. Did you like the Seattle. Mariners when they had all those players and can never win? I love the Mariners. And my fact... What's your team? In what? See, there it is. So anyway. <laughs> well, we just named three oh, sports. There it is right there. Somebody answer it that way. No, there in it what? Is. It's like, yeah, he, not, he didn't answer the question correctly at all. Because he's not a sports fan. Yeah, he's not. Because I would have just said, I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, not, a, I'm, I'm not a baseball that's, fan. I'll tell you that. that, that no, that but right like any sport. Like, what's your favorite? Who's your favorite team out of all the sports? Pete, Obviously, was the Pete question. Money is his favorite team. Oh, Whoever's yeah. going to win is Pete's favorite team. <laughs> oh, hell Remember I told you that. His favorite team is Bitcom. Yo, straight up. Straight up. Let me ask you something like, yeah. How trying is it spiritually? I never like these is what's crazy is we never had these conversations because I I never felt like this was something I wanted to ask, but it was something I felt like I needed to know. You know what I mean? Just because I'm around and and it's one thing, like I said, just having your back no matter what. You know what I mean? Like I told you the time, all the time we argue, like we can argue all you want to. I'm not backing down. I'm not gonna quit on you. I'm not so whatever you think you finna do, that just ain't gonna work out. That in your nigga favor. drop Seventh Street on me all the time. On Seventh Street crib. <laughs> on Seventh Street because we ain't we don't yeah. do no say to that, like, um, we don't do no folding. So you can't yeah. run me off. You can't the burden of it all can't run me off. I'm not gonna forget you exist. I'm not gonna let you just walk by yourself. Right, exactly. You if can't there, get rid of me. <laughs> if there was a burden, if I could take some. Feel me? I'm going to take as much of it as you allow me to take. So that's why I'm asking because right. 
and I and I like you know we're on a podcast and this is such a personal conversation, but I no, feel it's like it's beautiful because I need this. It's I something need to get that it out. it's something it's me and heal. Pete could benefit, Rachel could benefit. No, I'm gonna benefit listening. from it because I don't. I never talk about okay, it. Okay, really, so so, so yeah. spiritually, how trying is it? Like, I'm sure there's times where you could be upset with God. I'm sure there's a thousand things where you could ask why. Spiritually, um, because of being locked up like I was, I was able to go through so many different transformations of religions uh, while in prison. You know, I, I was, you know, Seventh-day Adventist. I was a Catholic. Because I used to go to these things just to get out my cell. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You had, what, religion? I, I'm there. Did you but, ever cross out of the like greater Christian umbrella to be like in, in like Muslim. Or oh no, I'm going to tell you my trans, yeah. my, my transformation. I'm going to tell you my transformation. My transformation though, when I was in the but... state prison, I was doing state stuff, you know, state religion. Mm. You know, I was in Washington. So state was, is Christianity. Right? Yeah. It was basically state religion. There was a couple Muslims and stuff that was in there, but not no real big Muslim force. You know, now when I went to the feds, that's when things changed. That's when I became a nation of Islam. I became an NOI, FOI and stuff in prison. That's and good. And became a Muslim and started really learning about myself. Exactly. Because it's, it's a journey you know? of self-discovery. Um, so my spiritual journey has always started because I'm at the end of the Zodiac sign as a Pisces. You know what I'm saying? I always knew there was something greater in me Seattle, to do something. Seattle represented by a fish. Yes, <laughs> you already know. Born and raised. Fish My brother's a Pisces. So, you know. yeah. I know a thing or two about Pisces. So you already know I'm destined for you're, greatness. Yes, and you're very, very emotional, and you hardly talk about your emotions at all. You hold everything in, and it can be um, traumatizing for a person to not feel... That's why I said this. Yeah, that's why oh, I said yeah, this, I know is this, stuff. this is why this yeah. is good. I'm Zodiac Queen. No, I'm in astrology too. So oh, I yeah, I believe in all of it. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. That shit is real? Yes, of course. Okay, Pete, what's your sign? Let me try to guess first. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, Pete. What's your sign? Sexy as hell. No, no, he's probably like a Libra or something. What's your sign, Pete? Pete's a Gemini. Ew, oh, don't Pete's say that. I don't. I hate Gemini's. Don't say that. Who's your birthday, Pete? Guesses. Wait a minute, you ain't Tupac? Experts. Okay. Um, you said I'm a Libra. I say Libra because you have like a very strong confidence about yourself, but you try to pretend like you don't. Like you're not shy. Don't try to raise your hand. Like, That's why I oh, excuse me, like you're quiet as a mouse. Okay. I'm supposed to be raising my hand. I'm the nervous one. Huh. <coughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, both you experts is dead ass wrong. Exactly. Aquarius. So what's your sign, Pete? Oh, for two. Oh, for you want to go? You want round two? Well, now that I see you're an asshole, you might be a Taurus. Oh, for four, oh, for five. Oh my God! Yeah, so Round three to you. Only down to six more choices. I know. Okay, I'm, uh, Virgo uh, apparently by definition. I don't know okay. what that means. Okay, but... so tell me about a Virgo. Oh my God, I love you. Okay, first of all, my mother's a Virgo, and my best guy friend is a Virgo. Um, okay, Virgos are first of all they they are like super self-critical i don't want to start like with a negative but i will just start self-critical is a negative so very self-critical but they're like able to like self-correct virgos is born with like all these questions in their head like how do things work and why 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 like if your parents tell you something you want to know well why i don't know for sure but just that like always having that curious mind and then being so young and not having no answers it makes you search for truth in a deeper meaning of life. And I, and from what I've seen, uh, Virgos be reading books that nobody else be reading at a very early age. Like, my mom's read over, like, uh, 20,000 books. That's a handful of books. Oh, my God. I'm right? Oh, my God. I love how, how you. Accurate? How accurate? Is it any accuracy at all? It's 50-50. Okay, it's that's bad. pretty good. Yeah, right. I Is think it? so. Pretty good. Okay, that was all off of knowing you for, uh, well, meeting you 10 minutes ago. What about glasses now? Well, I already know him, so it wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be fair. Yeah, no. That's, that's not oh, fair. Okay. It's not yeah. fair. Like, we like, right. we're kind of the same person in a sense. It's just, I know I don't look as um, big and tall and scary as him, but don't let this little body <laughs> fool you. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm very aggressive. I don't know if this guy's going to do it my side. <laughs> No, uh, big and scary. <laughs> so go ahead. No, no, hold up, because we just lost track. Well, that just went off. No. But spiritually, it's but, so you've been prepared for this. No, I haven't been prepared for this. I mean, not not obviously <laughs> no. the actual, not actually God taking His people back from you, but 
I've been prepared spiritually to have to go through war. War. I've been prepared to have to so go through So none of this has really war. shook you spiritually, more or less it make you just don't want to be here. Oh, versus... yeah. Oh, no. It, it shook me very spiritual. I mean, like I was telling someone, when I first got out of prison, I was more spiritual. But then as time went on, I got away from my spiritual. A couple of pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> I probably came close to sniffing some. Some pork you chop sandwiches, some bacon. I got away from my goals of being as spiritual I was. So. Had that pork chop sandwich, that bacon. <laughs> nah, just not broke yet. That bond. No. I did you use a, a, a gar garden bacon. You know, Well, because no, because he's a, you know, a, Muslim. A, a Muslim, they don't eat. Pork. I know. So I'm saying, when you break he, your spiritual no, bonds, all his business by saying he does eat pork. No, I don't know. No, if he's he, never no, seen me. I've never seen him. I never nobody's seen ever yeah, seen, I've never me seen me eat pork. pork. Nobody's ever seen me eat pork. No, I never seen him eat pork. He yeah. never seen me eat pork. Nobody. I had a very ever. good and I'm uh, not, pulled I'm pork sandwich for lunch today at Spring Street Barbecue downtown, Caddy Corner from Olvera Street. Shout out to our sponsors. Don't pay me a red cent. I know. Yeah, pay us. Pay us then. We'll shout them out. Yeah, we'll give you. We 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 uh, we get free. We, we at least you, you got to get commercial first, and then try to charge. At for least the they got to give you free poor pork sandwiches hey, this whole time. I'm glad exactly. you said that, Let's Pete. See. I'm glad you said that, Pete, because before I reached my spiritual point, you was talking about. Yeah, I probably would attack you on that. You know, <laughs> for having a pork sandwich. <laughs> yeah, up in here around me talking about pork sandwich, but because it was of my delicious. yeah, because of my spiritual <laughs> journey now, I really don't honestly, and it's hard for people to understand. I don't give a fuck. You know, I know that I have to do things and everybody's not going to understand. Everybody's not going to like it as long as I have good intentions. And so right now in my spiritual form now, it's all about for me is good intentions and helping people smile. That's my spiritual basis now. When I get up spiritually, I just want to help people smile and stuff, you know, things like that. That's it. And you think you can do that without cooking them pork? Oh uh, well, you well, know the, the one thing CBD. is he made me smile. Hey, the one thing is, I'm not gonna use the pork to divide us. <laughs> That's what it there, is there for. You go. Okay, divide and conquer. Okay. Don't, get wrong. Don't get me wrong. Pork has advantages. <laughs> he won't let the no, pork. He won't let the pork, pork pull us apart. No, I'm not gonna let the pork. Yeah, I'm not gonna let the pork. like the sandwich you ate. I'm not gonna. All I could do is give you the info, and you know you. No, he'll give you a lot of information. He can talk for at least probably ten hours about how pork is filth. Because well, it is. I mean, to oh, I'm each not his day. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to get into that either. No, I can't. We can't. Especially now with him. Cam, Cam, it takes, it takes Cam. No, no. So when Cam comes, Cam is my big brother from the nation. And oh, one I of my teachers. for that. Feel me? Yeah, that would be awesome. We don't talk about. Pete. He is, came through once before. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Cam. And Cam and YB. Yeah. Young bro. So, yeah, Cam is the one that knows about pork. I lost a bet to young bruh, his little brother. That's how I haven't ate pork. What? I haven't ate pork since 2007. Oh, so it wasn't by it's choice. Just it was pathetic. a bet. What? I know. Wow. I thought you were. I thought you. I thought you didn't eat it for spiritual reasons. No, no. You know, he bet? wants to go to Memphis. Oh, it is. Hey, it is spiritual. Well, it's, hey, well, I, I, I lost spiritual. spiritual now. <laughs> no, I lost a bet, and then I realized why I shouldn't be. Eating pork. Oh, okay, good. Hey, That's when he good. lost that bet, it was but, spiritual. But pork. <laughs> but I just want to go on record, and Cam is gonna kill me. Cam is going to kill me. YB is going to kill me. Pork is awesome. Pork I've comes pre-seasoned. <laughs> you don't even have to add seasoning to it. You can just hook it up, fry it up. It's fire. Pork so, had awesome. bacon. So you miss pork. pork. Or you miss bacon. Because remember, pork, there's a whole big table about pork. I miss ham You got steaks. different slices and different oh, yeah. so cuts. Let me, let me finish. So <laughs> when me and Head lost this bet, right, because me and DJ Head lost the bet, we was at Chili's. They used to have this maple bacon. It was thick. Mm. Man, we used to go so I don't like. I don't like bacon. I if you guys can see what? his eyes. Get out. Man, this, this, him out. This bacon was so fire. It used to be this thick slab. Oh, yeah. We used to stack it up and that just have bacon. pork belly cut. Man, that thing was prime. So <laughs> I, what I missed about pork, right, is I miss ham, like them ham steaks. Mm. Just to fuck them ham steaks. They used to give me headaches after I ate them, but they used to they be fire. Ew, that's way too much. Pork chops. That is probably number turkey chops. So I'm be honest. Turkey chops kind of can get with pork chops. Not can turkey bacon kind of get with bacon? Of course not. We're no, not gonna have that conversation. But, but, but I'm gonna tell you, no. But I've, I've tasted some fire turkey bacon. Yeah, me too. But it's just not the same. It's Hold not up, comparable as apples and orange. You have to season it. And you know, some people don't season their food. You well, you don't supposed to season bacon. You know, I do. I season it. my bacon. <laughs> you season your pork? Turkey yes. ribs aren't worth a red cent. 
You heard it here first. No, that's not <laughs> true. Yeah, I, I had turkey ribs in Pittsburgh, and it was amazing. It was one of the most amazing. It was in, only in Pittsburgh. I, I ain't gonna lie, I haven't had them really good anywhere else. <laughs> but in away. Pittsburgh, you remember was in Pittsburgh? <laughs> I can't remember a turkey rib. No, we was in Pittsburgh, right? <laughs> we seen, we seen this one. We seen Hayes and them. Shout out to Jay Hayes. But we was out there, my nigga. Uh, no, I I remember you made me uh, damn near want to run out the goddamn place for eating the steak wrong. Yeah, because you ordered there. that well what done and embarrassed me. Oh, shit, now I ain't ordered no well done steak at a steakhouse. You embarrassed me and shit in front of the white folks. Yeah, that, I remember that moment. Yeah, that shit is embarrassing, bro. They called bro. me out for everybody at a steakhouse. I just like when I go on a date and girls ask for salmon. There's like Bacani sauce from New York. What do you mean? Yeah, that nigga called me out in front of the whole steakhouse. First off, we was at a steakhouse. That's, that's in Texas, it's Texas, right? And you know, Texas got good steaks. We was oh, in Texas. Man. So listen, so <laughs> we ordering God, steaks, man. right? I ordered him a steak because he's finna order some like a T-bone. I'm like, bro, don't order no T-bone up in this motherfucker. I got you. So I ordered the man a steak. I got him a ribeye. They was they was killer. So it was a cowboy bone-in joint. It was fire, Right. So I'm like ordering mine. I'm like, yeah, let me do mine's medium. Right. I said, what you want? He said, well done. I said, medium. the order is well done. I'm going to tell you why I order medium. Because I'm usually eating with a black person and I don't like them staring <laughs> oh, at my food. And they will stare. And they it make stare. me, it irritates my soul. It will make you uncomfortable. It make so you feel like you I get my steak medium. Yeah, you got blood them. dripping down your lips and they stuff. They stare at me no matter good. what I eat. <laughs> okay, don't get it twisted. That blood tastes really good. So, so you eat yours raw. I went to a place called The Keg in Arizona and ordered the baseball steak. And and they have it like the most they the cook The kettle? It. Oh, that's that spot right there over by the beach. No, no, no. The keg and AZ. Oh, the keg and AZ. Okay. And they have a baseball and it's like the most that they even let you cook it is medium rare. All the way down to blue rare is oh, the rarest. No. And I'm like, yeah, give me that last one. The blue. The... It was exceptional. What's funny is I didn't know about a baseball steak till the homie Alcatraz kept telling me that was his favorite. What's a steak. baseball steak? I still a don't baseball know. steak is like a poor man's filet mignon. Okay, I know that. I don't know if that's actually <laughs> yeah, I don't a fair thing it. to say, but that's what it is tasting it. It's Ew. it's similar. It's it's a really really thick. Uh, it's almost like shaped like a baseball. It's it's a it's lean. It's pretty tender. No fat. The joint. Oh, the, I don't I, want that. I first that heard like about it on on training day. And that spot by downtown, oh, yeah. I got one there. The not, not impressed. The Pacific dining car. Yeah, the dining car. Uh, so it's like a, 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 a knotted muscle. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I, what I, I said like that baseball. without the knot. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> okay, so so um, yeah, I, I I won't eat steak without a bone or without fat. It's just not no flavor. It's no flavor. You get a lot of flavor from the bone. But um. Spiritual, you was talking you about when we got it. done. No, no, I'm it's going all to the good. steakhouse tomorrow. I don't know what y'all talking about. It's all the same conversation. <laughs> um, damn, so you know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made, and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You ain't got nothing to say, Pete? I forgot what we were talking about. Really? You you the one came up with this baseball state. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I thought forgot. we were we were diverting back to the original point and that seems to have slipped in my mind. I don't, I don't you were know talking who knows about, the original you, point. You were talking about, about your this. faith and uh, my faith yeah. in humanity, my faith in people, my that faith did, yeah, in this just, world. We already been gave up. Yeah. Yeah, that we one. We gave up on the world. Yeah, we gave yeah, we spiritually I think I think worry about yourself. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think yeah, that's. I think Pete, that's our bond, bro. Like we kind of understand the world. Just, I think like you, head, Silas, y'all like, well, y'all ain't shit. Me, I'm like, all right, I still gotta help him. Y'all like, just let him fall. <laughs> Pete, say, come on, Pete. You know that's true. Yeah, probably true. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not spiritual. People like everybody like to you know in our generation. Oh, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. And nah, nah, nah. Do you even know the difference? I don't give a fuck about any of it. <laughs> at all. If you know the difference of it, then you know why people say I, I, that. I know the difference. Okay, and, and so I don't, then, yeah. Okay, so. Has anything, tra- anything, has anything traumatic happened to you besides losing, you know, a million dollars? <laughs> that's traumatic <laughs> that's the white shit he was in how you gonna ask the white man he lost a million dollars I never had a million dollars Pete how did you feel Pete how did you feel when you lost your first million yeah that was traumatic that had to be Jesus traumatic Christ. hey that's traumatic so from here on out every time we talk to another white person well, so, so how does it feel when you lost your first million you lost your first million Pete I think how, the first thing it was is traumatic it, huh you wanna really get down to it it's like what was your emotional reaction to your first IRS audit <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, nah. So, uh, but so that's that's ill though. Like you, like through it all, I'm sure your faith was shook. Um, it wasn't shook in a negative way. You know what I'm saying? Because I, like you said about the relationship with God. Now, the relationship with God, and spiritual, is two different things to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, my relationship with God is one that people probably wouldn't even understand because uh, if I believe if God could read your mind, then you might as well say what's on it. You know what I'm saying? Quit playing the game. <laughs> Damn, that's, I like that. You know exactly. what I'm saying? You might I as actually say really like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. me and God, we talk like so. we just, if he really loves me, then he going to understand the position I'm in when I'm cussing him out. He's going to understand I'm really hurting, I'm really down and out, and I I'm really I think that's bad, fair. And I'm really, you know, I'm, but, that's what love is, mm-hmm. and if he's gonna be the rock that they say, because sure you didn't so me God out. have kind of like a <laughs> oh, that's my big homie. No, that's my big homie. Oh, God is abusive. Period. Well, if you don't father. do right, he'll he'll knock you out. Yeah. If you don't do right, he's gonna discipline. So you. yeah, so for me, he's I, I look at God. So, my God big is homie. the OG homie. Yeah, God mm-hmm. is my big homie. We talk about anything. I get mad. I cuss him out, but then I go ahead and do what he tell me to do or try to. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know there's ramifications, but with me and God, we. God knows I'm not perfect. So let me but ask you a question. The devil wasn't perfect, but God kicks it with him all the time. Right to this day. So, I can't stand that shit. I can't yeah, stand so, them niggas' relationships. Yeah, so. That a bitch? How you so, fuck with this nigga? Yeah, and, and God protects the devil. He Man, lets him do God. what he do. They homies. And his son. God's the only one that, the devil's the only one that actually better with God over Job. But wow. That's not. But that's not. But my my point is, but it's, that's, he's a homie to me, so I'm okay with it. I, right. I agree. So this is why <laughs> I have a problem. The rules. I don't care. I'm but okay. this is why I have a problem, right, with people uh-huh. saying when because social media is the home of bad advice. Yeah, it's ninety nine percent bad advice. 
usually about eyelashes. <laughs> the worst advice about eyelashes. <laughs> but but more than that, right, is they have an expression that's going around. And I heard a preacher use it. I follow this dope preacher. He's from D.C. He's dope. But he said something. Well, if your friend is cool with somebody you're not cool with, then you need to watch him. He playing both sides. No, motherfucker. He don't got nothing to do with y'all shit. Mm. I hate that rule that yeah. everybody with you got to be your own enemies. No, bro. It depends on the circumstances. Now, right. If this person killed your mother. Okay, we got something talking about. But if y'all arguing over because you lost a bet and now you're not cool with this mother, my, stop putting me in the middle of your shit. And it's too much of this, this bad advice going around through social media. That's also why I wanted to make sure I talk to you because I feel like it's a bunch of people talking that come up with these bullshit ass. It'd be a $2 nigga with a $10 piece of advice that's going <laughs> to fuck over somebody's life trying to give them their two cents. Who like Lil Nas? <laughs> no, no. That, first off, oh gosh, his I, two cents is gonna fuck off a lot of people. Oh, I don't think so. I think his situation is that shit working and white people like it. No, well, I agree with that. I have to say, I don't think none of the brothers like really getting down with that because that shit just corny. It's not it's even good. Corny. It's just corny. It's not, I mean, it's not. It's not even about movie. being gay. No, Somebody, yeah, I just some don't, shit just, I just corny, don't like it. and that corny. shit just corny. He's a fucking cornball. Like, like well, I think that at first it was dope. Gay. Like he could, he could, he can present it. He <laughs> could present it. I whispered it. <laughs> well, no, he could present it in such. He could present it in a better way, where it's like more about his plife. But yeah, at this right. point it's just corny. It's he like watching a joke. A, it's a joke. It's a game. It's, yeah, but everything it's is. Tra- he used to be a, um, a troller, like for Nicki Minaj. He was. He was yeah, that was his was, first original job before he got the no, LBGQ should kick yeah, but, but so yeah I think his whole, he just trolls his whole life he and, trolls and, his own and, self and, and, and I, I don't again, I don't want to troll myself so I can't relate I just think white people like that shit not not like Pete white people no I know like it's white it, people the quote unquote enlightened white liberal they love all of the anything contrarian is you yeah because you're not liberal <laughs> no not at all yeah you're not liberal that's, that's another yeah what's funny is I'm a liberal I'm a liberal person, no, I but my views are so pure that I'm across conservative. I think I've heard of that. I, I've heard like if you break it down by your views. I don't know why, but, yeah. but people really think I'm just this conservative person. But it's just like, as much as I don't care what you're doing, I need to make sure you know what you're doing. That's that if that makes sense. Like, like I to get yeah, on your nerves. Well, that's that's, that's a, a classical liberal perspective. I, mean, yeah. I think the definition of liberal in the last 10, 15 years changed dramatically. I think so too. The definition Something of liberal changed in the last 10, 15 years. Like racism. Yeah. Racism is a simple concept that has been overrooted in some whole extra shit at this point. But that's a whole nother story. So I said the same shit you just said though. On everything, I'm like, this nigga fuck with this nigga, man. Why he fuck with Satan? Yes, uh, man. <laughs> I, I, That's how I know I'm not God, bro. That you want me to know how you know how I know I ain't God because I'd have been did something to that nigga. Well, that's how I know I am God because God didn't do nothing to that nigga. So I that's how I know. That's, that's how I know I ain't God. That's how I know I am because I look at that. Go ahead. Oh, I remember there being a a podcast I heard. I might have heard it in this very studio, <laughs> in which somebody that I I like was talking about lighting a car on fire in the name of God or something like that. I'm very much, I'm very much, feel me, uh, uh, I'm one of God's people to carry out his will, Oh, I but got I'm you. not cuz. Because I would have been took off on Satan, bitch, a long time. I would have mopped him up. They would have talked about that story in the Bible. <laughs> I would have mopped cuz up all, even if I didn't kill him, I would have been whooping his ass all through heaven. Whooping his ass, <laughs> dumping down the fucking everywhere. But, but why do people right now? He just keeps whooping his ass. But why do people want to be on Satan for? Why, what does Satan really do? It's but, not about Satan. We're, we're not finna get. We're not finna give you a choice. No, no, but when you give children a choice, sometimes it's too much for them. You can't give people who are ignorant too much power and free will because they don't know Our the problem? consequences of their choices. Children are really smarter than adults. We dumb them up. Satan doesn't give That's you a choice. Too. He shields you from the consequences of you. He provides you a haven from consequences. No, I think Satan is one that causes you to have Break that down because I know you know. Hold up. No, this is important because I know he knows this You know story. I'm on the oh, spectrum. I'm you know on the, the discipline spectrum. and consequence spectrum. Okay, so kick. Wh- 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 I think you're about the other how spectrum. does Satan shield you 
from the other spectrum. I'm not on the other right? spectrum. I am the spectrum. Everyone's on me. <laughs> Run that right. shit, Pete. Hey, he goes to the dictionary Talk that shit, and he looks up the word spectrum as a picture of him. Pete. Yes. Look at his eyes. Go, go ahead. That's his, that's his cable company. <laughs> yeah, I was ahead. saying the um, everybody has a choice. You know, Satan doesn't give you the choice. You had the choice before Satan, so to speak. He makes you aware. Satan of it? gives you a haven from the consequences of that choice. Oh, he gives you somebody to blame, or somewhere to go hide out from the consequences under the umbrella of. Satan's guard. He gives so, you a safe a safe space to come to after you make your wrong choice. So you're saying that be he becomes the excuse. It. Like you said, he becomes the excuse for your bad actions. Even, but yeah, he said the even in, in or a the physical... Advocate or, sure. or, or the defense attorney. <laughs> might and be true. And that's you not a shot against it. defense attorneys, yeah. but it's just, you know, he's your representation. But, hold on, because my, like I said, <laughs> I, I had a white, you know, attorney for a dad who was a defense attorney for a dad. So mm. growing up, I look at like you said. <laughs> he had the right devil. Yeah, you know, oh, that was Satan right yeah, there. Uh, Wait, so since we was talking about Satan, yeah, uh, <laughs> hold on. Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm glad we talked about. It. Sometimes I did feel like the devil. Sometimes I did feel like Satan. And when I feel like I did something wrong, then it would stunt me from trying to do anything else because I would come down on myself so hard. Me too. You know that I had to realize that even when I do something wrong, there's a, also a counter effect. There's a balance. So if yeah. I do something wrong, there's going to counter effect that something right's going to happen somewhere. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So I start looking at Satan the same way. When he do something wrong or what we think is wrong, something else happens that's great. That's awesome. That's a good you know way to saying? process grief. And so trauma. I start looking at it that way. Like, okay, Satan, you is here for a reason. Because if we only knew right, then where would be the door for wrong? And then God don't want us to come to him by force. He wants us to come by choice. Exactly. So Satan to me plays a very integral part. Just like me at times. You in your relationship just like at me at times, this accident is gonna play a horrific part in people's life. I cried when the accident first happened, not just for my family, not just for the other guy that died, but for the responders that had to show up and see that. You know, like what did they feel? You know? Yeah. Like, I know some of them had to quit when you seen five kids. You know, you had to quit. That's horrific. And so I started feeling for them, too. You know, like, wow, this just doesn't uh, hit me. What about them? I had the lady that came, the police came to me. She came to the memorial just to tell me how she felt when they wow. told her to go to my girl's mom and tell them what happened. And so she had to come see me and tell me how she felt because that was the first, she was a rookie and that's the first thing they gave her. And she said it, it, it just, it fucked her up. Yeah. It changed her life. Ever. It, 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 she did. She took pictures. With, I'm in my wee clothes and she took pictures with me in her uniform because it affected her that bad. Yeah, she it didn't changed care. Her life. She'll never be the never, same. Never, never be the same. It's yeah. like the first time I saw somebody did it changed my life. You know? So it's like, so it just didn't affect me. This was so horrific that it's it's affected everybody. Oregon, it affected people in the state. So I, I it was on it. Time Magazine. They called me I'm, from I'm Newsweek. I'm gonna be honest me from with all you. All this stuff. I'm gonna be honest with you, and I don't think I ever told you this. I thought it was impossible when you told me. I'm like, man, she's just playing the game, like trying to be funny, trying to just you know do something funny. It didn't even seem possible. You know. I, I was feeling so... Here, here's what people don't know. You know what I'm saying? They don't know that I was already in Vegas. What? Yeah, I know that. I flew back to see them guys off because she was driving... My girl was driving my daughter and my grandbabies. So they the people don't know. I kissed them goodbye. You know? And mm -hmm. then I was flying out in the morning to meet them back in Vegas. So that night I asked him, I said, you sure you want to leave at two now in the morning? And my girl told me, well, you know, if I stay, I won't leave early. I was like, yeah, you're right. You better go now and leave. You know what I'm saying? And I double think myself. But just before she left, she asked me something that just, it, it just fucks with me to this day. She said, won't you bring your son? Take your son with you. <gasps> no. You know, on the plane. And for me... You never know, it's the last day. And so I was like, 
No, he can ride with you guys. You know, I wish I would have took him. You know, but I said, no, nah, he could. I was selfish. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to have to go through all the big lines with him. And, mm-hmm. and I said, no, nah, he could ride with you. You know what I'm saying? And it's his mom. Yeah, plus it's his mom. I kissed them guys goodbye. And here's the part that, that I don't even know if I told you, but the next morning, you know, I talked to him. I talked to my girl. She hung up. About five minutes later, my phone rung. I picked it up. And I just heard like, she, she called you during the accident. It, the phone called me. No. And it was like, no. And I'm like trying to talk like, hey, 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 what's going on? You know, hey, hey. And I figured she butt called me. No. And so I hung up. I tried to call back. No. It went to voicemail. You know what I'm saying? So then I just went ahead about my day. Figured a day driving in Oregon service is bad. I got on the plane, you know, first class, feeling it like, yeah, my family's coming down. When I get off, they'll be coming into town. When I got, you know, I smoke weed and take weed with me on the planes and stuff. So when I got into Vegas, there was like police and people was at the front, you know, the plane opened up and police and stuff. Something like, fuck, you know, they come and take me. To yeah, jail. they come and they, oh, they take. You thought they were for you, regardless. yeah, for the. You know, I'm thinking like the weed and shit I got. Nevada, yeah. Nevada is a different you know? place. So yeah. I'm thinking I'm flying in. I'm thinking that, but when they got me, they say, hey, "Can you come with us and stuff? And can you come to these back doors?" But everybody's looking strange. You like, know what I'm saying? Like kind of like emotionless, like like yeah, they, they just, don't want to tell. They don't yeah, want to get too looking, much. They and just give you a clue looking of what's at going me on. like, but it's not like they're arresting me. It's something different. Yeah. And then when they said, you know, like, I'm going to tell you the first question I had when they told me. They was like, there was an accident. And I was like, okay. And they said, nobody survived. Oh, God. And my thing was, not one. That was the biggest thing I asked was like, not one person survived. And that was the big, that was the first thing I had. After that, it was just, everybody helped me, you know, like. Every, they got me a hotel room. They flew a friend down to come get me and drive me back. And everybody, you know, pitched in and stuff. And so that kind of gave me the strength, even though it was bullshit with that, with my family and stuff and their moms and stuff. But it was the friends and stuff. Like I said, glasses and people like that that got me through this will hope and persevere. And I don't want to let them guys down. We started something before the accident. And... I don't have nothing but my word now. And so I just wanted to finish what we started at least. Get that done. Yeah, that's shit, that's, that's yeah. heavy. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, it, it, it's, but I'm supposed to be the example, I think, of second chances, of persevering. You know, like I said, I'm a two-time felon been to the state and the feds you know i'm supposed to be counted out a long time ago you know i should never get out of prison according to people you know so for me my life is different you know and i was cracking a joke by little nas but i know if he could get away with the shit he do then i know i'm gonna get away with the shit i do because my shit is right <laughs> exactly no for real you know? no seriously amen yeah, i'm not, the, I'm not I, laughing at you amen, know what i'm saying brother. so for me, I'm on some other shit. I want to empower. I want to empower people. Really empower people to be who they could be without worrying about what others think. And for me, mm. I'm past what others think because the pain. There's nothing nobody could say to me that could cause that pain I feel. Because every day I wish to die. You see what I'm saying? So for me, it's nobody could tell me anything. I'm just gonna live my life until I'm gone. You know, I'm not going to worry about when is it going to happen. I'm just going to keep living until I drop. When did that happen? Like, I don't even know when that took August place. August 13th, 20, was, what's this year? Three years ago? It'd be three okay. years. It'd be exactly three years, August 13th. It was a Friday the 13th. No. It was all that. Yeah. Wow. The worst day. And, you know, I ever. feel, and I also feel bad because it was my cousin's birthday. So every year on the 13th, he has to think about, you know, losing his cousin. Look at you. Stuff. You lost your family and you're thinking about your cousin's birthday. Because right? I'm, that's, I'm, I mean, but that's what you're saying is that I'm you're stronger, becoming more compassionate and taking other people. I'm definitely stronger 
because of my life than the average person. Yeah. And this is the power or the talent that God gave me. So I'm going to use it and I'm going to, somebody told me that I'm greedy. And I said, no, I just tell you what I want. <laughs> hey, you sound just like me. I think you know, I like him. It's like, <laughs> we might, we might be kindred spirits because, you know, it's not about being greedy. People, period. people, you're only greedy when you don't share. Exactly. And I always, share. you know, so, if you share, you can never be greedy. Ever. I don't try to be rich not to share. I'm trying to be rich so I can share. That's it. So <laughs> Only I laugh like you call me greedy because I tell you what I want. And if I if I like something, I want more of it. I'm not going to be afraid to tell you I want more of something I like. And if that makes me greedy, it's because you don't understand. You know, you told me something I posted and it was because of you. <laughs> I posted what is that? The one about, <clears throat> you know, in business, understanding that understanding the values that people value money differently. Yeah. You know, and I learned that from you talking with you and dealing with you that money value is different than everybody. And poor people, rich people have a different view of it. And I realized that everybody has a different view of everything because if money value is different, then that means value could be on anything, time, you know, Closed the right. way you look. Pete is, a time, Pete is a time miser. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So value. So I just switched money from money being the source of power to other things to being the source of power that has a value. Well, it's all love languages, right? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I money, mean, time. It is. Everything's time, a, it's, money is just a representation of time. Because you took time yeah. to earn that money. Yeah, and you take time to spend it. Take <laughs> Don't time. take me no time. Take me one second to spend it. So you think it's impossible for there to be a God? Or you just don't believe I'll, it? But I'll break you down on this one, Pete. Bear watch it. I don't it. think it's impossible. I think it's okay. probably... <laughs> I think, it's, just I think it's human contrived, and I really just don't care one way or the other. Wait, pizza atheist? Wait, I'm sorry, I'm new to the team. No, there's no atheist. Oh. No, I'm, there's I'm, I'm, none I'm, of I'm an indifference. Oh, okay. Atheist is I a farce. I respect that. Yeah, me, I think that's a farce too. Yeah, that's atheist like, farce. Atheists are the most religious people walking. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Now, thank you. Yeah, that's a, atheist is That is a religion. Yeah, that's a farce. Yeah, that's a farce. The atheist. Do you believe in a God? Yes. I just know I'm not him. You believe in the God. Yes, I do believe in higher power. And I believe um, in the universe. Okay. That's more where I'm thinking. Of. <laughs> I believe God is, when we say God, we naturally think of one entity. Oh, he's omnipresent. But that's what I'm going to say. But other times we describe him as everything. So when I say God, to me, I don't look at God as just one person. I look at God as a collective energy of love. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I like that, that definition. If you can get everybody thinking in a certain positive way, mm -hmm. then you'll see the action of God take place. Amen. You see what I'm saying? And so for me, when I say I believe in God, I say I believe in everybody's God because yep. every religion got a truth in it. Amen. And the truth in every religion is the love. Now... The what's, problem, go ahead, sir. What's the truth in, was it Mormonism? Love, love. Every religion is based There's a on, lot of love in Mormonism. Yeah, but every religion <laughs> I is I don't based, even want to know what you mean. Every they have religion, multiple wives? Oh, but also too. <laughs> it's a polygamously based religion. I had no idea. I want do you multiple understand wives. That? But do you understand why the multiple wives things is? That depends on So I can have more kids yes. and they can take care of them? <laughs> Well, it's more for a man's. Wait a minute, you said you want multiple wives? Yeah, I want a bunch of women to take care of all my kids because I want more kids, but I want help. Oh, they love this show right today. <laughs> <laughs> I want help with my she kids. She took it over the top. <laughs> so I kind of want like a lifestyle where I have like a husband and a wife, not in a sexual way, but as a contribution because I don't want to take care of all the chores. So you want a maid? Huh? You want a maid? You just that's your fancy way of saying the no, maid. No, that's not true. No, because I want her to have like equal power and say so in the household. I want her to help me. A maid is lower than. That's if you treat them that way. Well, then she's going to be a high paid maid because I'm going to pay her like something valuable because she'll be like in like she'll be an asset in my life. That's irreplaceable. I told a woman this week, I, I don't want one girlfriend, but I would want two so the two of them can go out with each other and leave me the fuck alone. Yes, please. It's <laughs> actually not a horrible story. Yeah, I know. That's, that's a great idea. That, that's a, that's a great idea. But you know what? Something. 
but but what's funny is um i was saying this to somebody too many women focus on being me and mook mook came up with this actually too many women focus on being his only instead of being his favorite mm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's a it's a um like you have to do things with me versus you should want to do things with me. And I think versus, we talked about this. Let me make you want to do things with me. Exactly. There's three levels to that game. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying if if people decided, right, if women decided, right, that they were like, I'm going to be because they like you hear women complain, oh, he wanna hang with his homeboys all the time. Go you have, have to understand fun. why, right? He wants to. So he can have some space and, and give me some time so I can uh, go in the bathroom and retwist my hair without him looking at me. And it's, not, me. it's not just that. It's, it's um, <laughs> Women tend to not focus on being liked as much as they focus on being loved. Yeah, women are. You know, They're like, oh, I want to be loved. And it's like, well, so I noticed most people that be married for a long time, right? The, the guy that they're dating, right, they love them, but a lot of times they don't like them. True. I can relate. Mm-hmm. True. I can totally relate. Like, there was a great exchange. It's a corny, stupid movie with uh, Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston called Breakup or That's Breakup. Not, or something like that. Not, Vince Vaughn is funny, one of my though. favorites. Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn is, is Norman Bates. So don't He's ever funny. say He's that that movie guy. was corny. Vince Vaughn is fucking Vince funny. Vince Vaughn is talented. Yeah, you know what I was going to say? Why would I want to do dishes? You said who? Why would I want to do dishes? You never do the dishes. Nobody and, wants to do the dishes. Like, they get in a big fight over the dishes. I don't want to have to tell. I don't want to have to tell you to do the dishes. I want you to want to do the dishes. Why would I want to do dishes? <laughs> That's something a woman would say. That is for sure something a woman. I would, would say, say, hell, I don't even want to do them. Let's just knock them out real quick, right? Let's. Or, I mean, I'll, I'll do them oh. just because I know nobody wants to do them. I'm just asking because you said let's. I'm just saying, like, if, I mean, if you want to, not, I mean, but if you want to help me not want, want to watch the dishes. That's a great point. Yeah, but but I'm saying, uh, again, yeah, they just don't focus <laughs> on being like. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say it try to speak for all women. No, and you should. So no, I'm, I'm not. not, yeah. not I'm just saying yeah. that, that was my point. I'm yeah. just saying it's okay. Like, you, you could make him love you, but. Also, it would be in your benefit to be a likable person. Yes. So that's all. So don't Thanks for to tell corny killing jokes. our entire potential to have a female audience. It's going to be great for <laughs> oh, the numbers. No, oh, no, oh, numbers will go They're going to understand they're gonna go because they're, they're going to want to know. They like, agree. Women, women, everything I've told a woman. It's not about women. It's about men, too. Because They agree until it applies to them. Like them. Well, for, for me, honestly, for me, they agree with me even when it applies to them. For some reason, they think that it's crazy. But they really be like, I get what you're saying, G. No. I swear to God, women get that a lot. No, she, Rachel just said she thought you pictured you big, scary, and all this. What? <laughs> yeah. she, so that's why they agree with you because they think <laughs> you're big, scared. scary. They told and her, all that. T- she said you somebody know? is going around. I think we know who it is. What? Oh, but she know. said, no, me and him know. I know. She th- She said somebody was going around saying I was kicking their ass. We used to date and I was whooping their ass. Oh, God. Wow. That's heavy. Yeah. I just heard that. And she said it was time. in Hollywood. Oh, Christ. So now, you have North an idea Hollywood, who? honey, if you're uh, listening. Yep. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So, and she asked me, she was like, yo, have you, you know, I'm like, no, I haven't hit a woman yet. <laughs> he said, yeah. That's not funny. I'm laughing. I'm because telling the truth. I used the same word. He said, yeah. And I was like, I commend you. At least you're honest. Because, because you never because know. Because I haven't got into it with a woman. Like, and I hit it. That's my She's trying to steal your kids or your food. I might whoop that bitch I'm going to hit a bitch. Kick her ass. I mean, a woman. Yeah. Bitch, woman, whoever she is that day. And I'm going to be in the back. Kick her in the stomach. Harder, harder. Because if she's trying to steal our food or our boat, I'm not going to die if it's the end of the world. Yeah. So I'm saying, I have never hit a woman yet. I haven't called a woman a bitch yet. N- not to her face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I said, so when she's saying that, she was asking me, she was like, she was like, gee, well, does that bother you? I'm like, yes, it bothers me. I said, but what I've realized since 2019 was being a crip, it allows space for misunderstanding. And sometimes you could actually say some fucked up shit about me. Like I beat up this woman. I kicked, I used to be kicking her ass. In my space and business, that's okay. It provides a haven from consequences. Oh, here we go. <laughs> that's the thing about cripping. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. 
for us wise folks it helps protect i'm 19 strong and asthmatic and at higher risk get vaccinated but but nothing when grandma speaks grandson listens 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma diabetes or chronic heart disease or 65 plus you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.